people have a tendency to go, oh my God, I love your yoga. It helped me so much. And I looked at him, I go, what'd you call it? And I go, I love your yoga. And I looked at him, I go, what did you call it? DDP yoga, DDP yoga. It's DDPY. And why am I doing that? Why? Because I want people to stop calling it just epic yoga. Because it's not. It's a combination of so many things. And I am the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. Every business, whether or not they realize it, is an idea business. The people at Gray have a long history of creating famously effective ideas. And so, with Gray Matter, we explore the ideas shaping our world. We ask creative minds from all corners of life how they came up with their best ideas. And that's what matters for Gray Matter. Sometimes a great idea comes from bringing two completely different things together and bringing them to life in a personal way. Today's guest is someone who did just that. Hi, I'm John Petroulis, Worldwide Chief Creative Officer at Gray, and this week's idea is DDP Yoga. We'll speak with the founder, wrestling legend, Diamond Dallas Page, about his life and what led him to create his unique workout regimen. Diamond Dallas Page, or DDP as he's known, started his professional wrestling career at age 35. Entering the sport at a late age, the world was skeptical he could launch a career. But his passion for the sport and the support of wrestling legend Dusty Rhodes led him to find success until a spinal injury interrupted his climb to the top. I chatted on the phone with DDP about what led him to the creation of DDP Yoga. It wasn't what he initially set out to do, but the path was paved by DDP's tenacity, his unending optimism, and his camaraderie for those he shared the wrestling ring with. This is Diamond Dallas Page. Um, they laughed because I was 35, and rightfully so. Imagine trying out for the Yankees or the Lakers or the Dallas Cowboys at 35 years old. Yeah, right. Guys don't start things. They're already retired. Yeah. Unless you're Tom Brady. Right. You know? Yeah. So bottom bottom line is I, I had seven months up to my contract. And I decided right there, I never got in this business to want to be a manager or color commentator. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler. I want to be a heavyweight champion. And I went for it. And again, everybody laughed. Yeah. We talk about businesses and where ideas come from. There's only one person that needs to believe in your idea, and that is you. And you're going to hit a lot of walls. A lot of people are going to laugh at you. A lot of people are going to doubt you. But you just must be relentless and put the work in. Now, if you don't put the work in, nothing happens. And a lot of people just expect you know, shit to happen because they decided to do it. That's not how it works. I worked five times harder than anyone has ever worked in my business. And I would go on to be on, and, and my, my career took off when I was 40. That was in 1996. Yeah. 1997 or 98, I was on top of the world. I headlined 13 out of 24 either main event pay-per-views or semi-main event. That's amazing. I was on fire. I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal at 42 and a half. That's crazy. Then I blew my back out. I and how, and how, did, how did that happen, Dallas? How, how did you blow your back out? It, it wasn't one move, because you can't fake gravity. You know, it, it's a series of moves. 
and wrestling is like ballet, roller derby, uh, and football, rugby, all at the same time. But it's a dance more than anything when really done well. Yeah. That's really physical. Yeah. And like I said before, you can't fake gravity. We're trying not to hurt each other. We're entertainers. But what we end up doing to our body is brutal. And what happened is I ruptured my L4 and L5. Okay. So we're talking about excruciating pain. Mm. I had three spine specialists tell me that I would never wrestle again. I'm talking about the top three guys in the United States. Yeah. And they're telling me you're done. That's devastating. I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. Yeah. I just got paid for the first time ever. What are you talking about? At that point, I was married at the time to a woman named Kimberly, who was really great. Well, she's one of my partners today. Uh, we're divorced, but best friends. And she convinced me, kind of bullied me, into <laughs> trying yoga. Okay. So like I said, I'm that guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. Yeah. That's why I don't want anybody to call my stuff yoga. I didn't make this for yogis. I made it to heal me. But I, when I made it a business, I made it for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. Because the people who do yoga, they get it. Right. So I had to come up with something that was made it different anyway. Mainly yes. because... It wasn't, yoga wasn't giving me everything I needed. It was giving me a lot, but it wasn't giving me everything I needed. Yep. So what ended up happening is I, you know, started doing the yoga. And within three weeks, I could feel a significant difference. I was like blown away. And one night I'm doing rehab, you know, because I do rehab. I rehab both shoulder surgeries, both knee surgeries. Yep. So now I'm rehabbing my back, you know, and I'm learning from it. And I'm thinking, God, I wonder if that'll go with this yoga position here. You'll never hear me say posture or pose. I'm an athlete. Yeah. I've been an athlete my whole life. I understand that how to get in a position. I understand how to play a position. I really don't get the whole pose thing. Yeah. It's all around the story we tell ourselves. What is that inner dialogue? So I'm not going to call something a pose or a posture when the reality is, is that um, I'm going to say something I connect with yep. and people that I know will connect. So what ended up happening is I mixed the rehabilitation techniques with the yoga positions. Then I thought, well, what about I had an old school calisthenic? Because in yoga, you reach your arms to the heavens so the universe smiles back at you. You fold forward. You gaze up. Hands to the floor. Lower down in Chaturanga. Hold. Cobra. Down dog. That's about 10 calls. Yeah. To get, for me to get you to down dog, we do like 70 calls. Ah, okay. And it's all about lengthening and strengthening the muscles ligaments and tendons taking those little muscles and again i figured this all out there was no grand design there was no plan in the beginning now the marketing and strategy and how i talk about it absolutely but in the beginning i'm trying to do one thing 
I'm trying to get back in the ring and live the dream yep. that I've been told is over. So I start getting slow burn, old school calisthenics, push-ups, squats, crunches, done with a slow burn movement. And what I realized completely by accident is every time you flex or engage a muscle, your heart has to beat faster to get the blood to the muscle. Example would be time under tension. That would be weightlifting, mm -hmm. time under tension. But you can create the same time under tension with no weight. You want to get a cardiovascular workout. And what I created by accident, once I added in the time under tension, once I added in um, what I call dynamic resistance, the flexing and engaging of one muscle to another as you move from one muscle to another, what DDPY became was a kick-ass cardiovascular workout that will dramatically increase your flexibility by breaking up scar tissue and creating uh, and alleviating pain. And it'll strengthen your core at a whole nother level. But here's the kicker. And this is what makes it unbelievable. Minimal joint impact. Yeah. Virtually zero impact. But I have to say that for my lawyers, minimal joint. Right. <laughs> but we're talking about no impact, kick-ass cardio, dramatically increase your flexibility and mobility, which means your youth, and strengthens your core at a whole different level. And in less than three months, less than three months, I was back in the ring. Now, from there, I started to, you know, share it with friends. And I didn't have the infrastructure of, you know, how to, you know, I, I didn't have the book. I didn't have a DVD. I didn't have an app. I didn't have anything. Yeah. But I could still share it one-on-one. -on -one. That's where it started from. At 42, those doctors said my career was over. At 43, I was the oldest crowned heavyweight world champion in our business. And it never would have happened without DDPY. And our heavyweight championship title is our Oscar. Yep. So if it isn't for yoga people, who's it for? Today I, I, I trained Buck Farmer. Mm. He's a relief pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Who's built, built, built like a like a linebacker. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's got back issues right now. He's 28. He saw me at my a good friend of mine, Justin Moore, country singer, and we were both at the show. And he came up to me afterwards. He said, DDP, I know what you're doing and you're how, how you're helping. We have a contract, a, a partnership with the NFL alumni. Um, I've helped so many disabled veterans, just about every top athlete in the WWE who does the high flying crazy stuff yep. does DDP yoga. Mm. You know, I, I, I handle, I work with so many different people. So he got to see all that online. And he said, Is, you know, do you think you can help me? I said, you got a bad back. That's like a no brainer. Like, yeah, come to my house. And he came and spent two hours with me today. I, that's why like 50% of the people who do my program, wrestling fans. The other 50 have no idea who Diamond Dallas Page the wrestler is. They don't, he's the guy that inspired the disabled veteran who couldn't walk, 
or he's the guy who inspired the guy who's 475 pounds and he's a DA in, in outside of Dallas, Texas, and he lost 198 pounds in one year. You know, it's like Stacey Morris, women who changed their entire lives that they couldn't change, lost 100 pounds, you know, three times and never took, kept it off, you know, and helped them. And just that, just, just help the, I guess more than anything, the, uh, give them the confidence to believe in themselves. It's, it's an incredible story. And I'm, I'm going to repeat back a couple themes that you hit on that uh, seem to come up with a lot of great ideas and successful people. And I think about all the people that you're helping right now, all the people that are benefiting, like you said, from top level af athletes to everyday athletes uh, that are getting uh, in, getting their body into a better place because of something you created. I I'm gonna repeat back a couple things. One is you talked about passion. You followed a passion, which was your love of wrestling. You weren't going after an idea uh, if I'm understanding your story correctly, you weren't trying to create this thing. You cared about wrestling. And so passion is what drove you. And that passion just drove you into this place, which seems to be a theme with a lot of uh, great ideas that come up. Another one is combining things. You had a deep understanding of the sport. You started to understand yoga. You probably are already had an understanding of calisthenics. And it was you that took, uh, you know, creativity is often finding uh, combinations or connections uh, between two things that other people didn't put together. And you found a lot of different elements that made sense to you. And this is the, the third one I wanted to hit was, it was a personal, uh, you knew that if it was gonna work for you, it was gonna work for a lot of people. So it wasn't you trying to create something to go create this, this wild success that it's become, you were just trying to create something for yourself. And then once you knew it was right for you, well, man, that, that's a great idea for a lot of people. So I'll, I'll start with passion. Yeah. If you don't have passion about something, you're working all the time. And bottom line is, you know, I, I've never worked a day in my life. I mean, I really haven't. You know, everything I've ever done is because I love to do it. So, so yeah, passion is everything. Passion is everything. Um, combining stuff that's never been combined is really um, um, trial and error. You know, uh, and, and trying to figure out what really works. And when I saw things working for me, you know, it, it, it became, okay, now what else can I do? And this workout has changed so many times and gotten just better and better and better because yeah. I'm constantly adding new stuff to it. And again, today it's not, the workout's amazing, but it's just one piece of the wheel because once I got, um, we wrote a book, first of all, me and my, 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 one of my business partners, Dr. Craig Aaron, who's one of the best chiropractors I've ever known, knows the body inside and out, and yogi for over 15 years at that time, like hardcore yogi. Yeah. But he was a guy who also was a regular dude. And um, so we, um, we, we, we brainstormed this book. It, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. You know, we called it yoga for regular guys back then. <laughs> yeah. But then women started to love this workout. And, and what's really amazing, um, you know, with the people who do my program, it's the most diverse group of people you've ever seen in your life. And when you come, if you've been lucky enough to come to my DVP on the Performance Center, uh, where we shoot all our videos, we shoot all our cooking shows, we shoot all our Motivational Mondays, 
Uh, we do, I don't know if you're familiar with AEW, yeah. but um, AEW on TNT right now, a brand new wrestling organization started by Tony Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. It's on every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's, it's run by Dusty Rhodes' son, Cody Rhodes, All right. who I've been Full mentoring circle. since he was 12 years old. I've been mentoring him. It's just another dream of like, I'm still involved in wrestling. I might show up for a, to get to pop the crowd or whatever and hit a diamond cutter at six to, four months from 64. Um, but you know, I'm more concerned with our production team. And anything that you see that's not in the ring, that production quality is ours. Right. And uh, that's what that, Dusty knew that about years ago. And I've got a guy named Steve Yu, who's really the genius behind so many things. He's the president of my company, and it's it's literally I, I'm Captain Kurt, and he's Spock. Yeah. And uh, you need that. You know, it really takes. You need that. And, and you know, your top top of his class, Cornell. You know, super smart guy. I I know I'm a smart dude, but I like Henry Ford said, don't ever be the smartest guy in the world. Yes. You know, like you need other people around you who are smarter than you that may not get your vision, but they know how to do this or they know how to do that. And that's pivotal. So yes. the passion thing, which you just gave, gave me, is that's everything. That's right. Well, it's another big one, Dallas, is the authenticity. Uh, you, like you said, you're coming at it from a passionate place, but you're coming at it from an authentic place. Uh, I think often the best ideas come from an authentic place. They aren't created to try for any other purpose than the, the, the spirit of what the idea is. And then it just kind of, uh, it kind of emanates out from there. And you hit on another one that when you just talked about talent and uh, surrounding an idea, allowing the best talent, keep getting the best people around you because it's going to elevate everybody and it continues to elevate the idea. And when you talk about your passion, I do want to ask just one thing, because it, it sounds when you're telling the story, it sounds like a great man, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. Was there ever a moment where it was a struggle or ever a moment where you felt like, oh, 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 you felt oh, like throwing in the towel oh, or, or like, man, th what am I doing? Oh, I moved Jake Snake Roberts in my home at the lowest point of his drunk, pilled up, cocaine, crack life. Oh. And I did it because my other mentor besides Dusty Rose was Jake Roberts. Uh, and literally, he was waiting to die. And I knew I could maybe get it because he was at the lowest, lowest point of his life. That started in 2012 when I was moving in. Actually, 2011, when I was moving into my home, my new home in Atlanta. And I moved Jake in. And it was Steve's idea. I was like, dude, I don't know, man. He's a handful. Right. I lived with him 20 years earlier when I was married to Kimberly. And he lost, I am not lying, he lost a 12-foot black cobra in my house. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so yeah. and we found him. Yeah, found I bet him, you did. But yeah. after, after that, he was gone, yeah. you know, as far as my wife, Kimberly, was concerned. I can imagine. But, so I'd been there, and I knew he could be a handful. But without Jake, I don't freaking drive a Tesla. Yeah. You know, I don't bring in, I don't have everything that I have. Yeah. Jake Robinson stayed at my house the last three days. It's, it's just been, a, it was like a miracle to watch him change. And there was a lot of bad times. Yeah. I mean, this resurrection of Jake the Snake 
is filled. It's it's a more movie about addiction, and that's very dark. Yeah. But it's also make you laugh. It'll make you cry more, more than anything. It'll inspire you to believe what's happened. So that's our first documentary that we did. Okay. Our second one we just finished is called Relentless. And it starts with me getting my back blown out. Okay. To where we are today. When I blew my back out, it looked like it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. The reality is, it's the best thing that ever happened, not just to me, but everyone around me. Yeah. So it all goes back to Positively Unstoppable, The Art of Owning It, my new book. Bring yes. in this, what is the story you tell yourself? You know, before I walked out there through my uh, Hall of Fame ring, which finally came in 2017, I didn't care when it came. I knew I probably should have been taken in 2011, but I didn't care. And I knew at some point they had to put me in. Yeah. And before I went out there and I did a 27-minute speech, I wasn't in the back going, oh, my God, I hope I don't screw this up. Oh, what, if I, what if they don't pop on the funny stuff? What, what if they don't like it? What if I forget what I'm going to say? What if I freeze? I haven't been in front of 20,000 people and millions of people that are watching on TV in 20 years, at that time, 15 years. Oh my, yo, I could have been in that spot, but I wasn't. I was saying to myself, this is going to be the best thing I have ever done. I am going to blow people away. <laughs> this is my inner voice where I've got four of my daughters about to walk me out. And I'm going to blow them away. I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to make them cry. Most importantly, I'm going to inspire them. And, and it will repeat. And then it will repeat. And then it will repeat while I'm breathing in and out from 10 to maybe even 20. Yep. So I'm ready to make that entrance. What is my favorite moment in professional wrestling? That day. Not the world championships, not working with Macho, you know, we're on top of the world, not bringing, having 20,000 people chanting, screaming my name. That day. Because that was an accumulation of all of it. That's right. Is there a piece of advice? So you've been able to give, um, uh, I hope a lot of people are inspired by our conversation and seeing themselves, the, 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 how they can go after their best ideas and, and bring them to life. Did you ever get a piece of advice from someone else along the way? Do you have anything? Because I love oh what you just said, God. you got to listen yeah. to yourself. But did you get anything along the way that you feel like is something that really helped propel you as well? You know, I was reading at a third grade level at the age of 30. And I grew up with age of dyslexia at a time when no one knew what the hell that was. Yeah. And so reading stuff was not going to really work for me. At 31, I made the decision I was going to learn how to read. But that came off of Tony Robbins, who was four years younger than me. But what he had to say was super powerful. And the cool part was, his big ass, you know, thinking go rich or whatever, whatever book he had that was like ridiculously thick. Like I never would have read that book, but I would freaking listen to his tapes, twenty cassette tapes, and I could listen. And man, that was the beginning of it. And then I started listening to other inspirational leaders. Like one of the things when I was twenty-two, I heard Zig Ziglar say. 
And Zig Ziglar was a, a big Bible thumper, but an amazing speaker. Yeah. And he, he's got some of the greatest quotes you've ever heard. And um, he said, you can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. Now, he didn't say it exactly like that, but that's what I made it. Because I'm constantly taking something that someone else said and making it my own. Never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in them. That was Jake Roberts. Yep. But the reality is, never underestimate the power you give yourself by believing in you. Like, that is everything. And I opened up with this. Like, no one else has to believe in you on any level except you. And you asked me earlier, those are times where I hit low patches. There was a few of them. And what I did was get on the mat, and I burned, burned off the energy and the stress. A lot of people don't understand. Now, I don't have time for exercise. I'm so stressed out. Hey, guess what? Number one thing you should be doing is exercising to burn off the stress. Yeah. So, you know, you know it really comes down to um, my favorite quote. I'm going to leave you with this. And I'm going to tell you this quote. And it backs up everything I've been saying that I frequently talk about in Positively Unstoppable, The Art of Owning What did you get at Amazon for 16 bucks? You know, Amazon, everybody's got Amazon Prime. But this is a quote. I'm going to ask you who said the quote. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Do you know who said that? I don't. His main affirmation in life, I'm going to tell you it, and you're going to know who said it. All How right. powerful will that affirmation have to be? Uh, it has to be pretty powerful. I want to break this down for some of your people. The repetitions of affirmations can be, I can't do this. It'll never happen. Oh, I'm so right. Oh, God. I, that's, a, that's an affirmation. Yeah, right. It's not a positive one. Yes. That's an affirmation. And, and I suck, and this will never work. That really works well for people. But it can be the other way. Like I told you when I went to my whole thing. It's going to be the best thing I've ever done. I'm going to blow people away. I'm going to inspire them. I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to make them cry. I'm going to inspire them. That was mine. So I'll say the quote again. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. The more you say it, the more you own it. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Here's what he said. I am the greatest. Ah, Muhammad I'm Ali. Ali. Got it. Got uh, it. How do you how do you know that? Ah, uh, because he said it enough. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> he kept saying it. He said it to everyone. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, it's great. Yeah, he'd been saying it since he was a teenager. Yeah. Like, that's what Positively Unstoppable is all about. It's owning it. Because it can be whatever the hell you want it to be. You just have to put the work in. Don't listen to a word that you heard me talking about DDP yoga or DDPY. Just go to DDPY.com, go to the bottom of the page, and watch the transformations that will blow your mind. Or go to Facebook and Twitter 
and put in DDP yoga and read what people write. You know, like, it's, it's really hard to get people to chant DDP or Stone Cold Steve Austin or Hogan or Rocky. Really hard to do that. But it's even harder to get people to write or nine or two or multiple paragraphs. You go on and you see what people wrote about DDPY, it'll blow your mind. It was great to hear from Diamond Dallas Page about DDP Yoga. And if you'd like to learn more about his program, visit ddpyoga.com or follow at ddpyoga on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to learn more about his many other projects, including his books and documentaries, visit diamonddallaspage.com. And for this week's episode, we'd like to give out a special thanks to Bryce Mathias and Garrett Sakahara. And one last thanks for Diamond Dallas Page for giving us so much of his time. Uh, it's been your pleasure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take care. All right, that does it for this week. If you'd like to hear how other creators, founders, and inventors thought up their ideas, be sure to subscribe to Gray Matter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to rate and review us. But more importantly, tell a friend. Follow Gray's social pages for more information about Gray and upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening. Gray Matter is hosted by John Petrulis, produced by Joey Scarillo and Christina Torres, mixed by Guy Rosemarin at Townhouse Studios. Additional support from David Canavan, Christina Hyde, Grace McDougall, Andy Yancho, John Bicknell, Lydia Dizon, Abigail Hofflinger, and Ryan Cunningham. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Check out more at gray.com. <laughs>